1: I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we're going to continue to explore miracles. And this time, we're looking at how you can bring about more miracles into your life by creating outside the box. After all, what are miracles? Well, for one thing, they are always surprises, aren't they? We say something's a miracle when it's totally unexpected or we thought it couldn't possibly happen. The absolute underdogs come from behind and win the game right at the last second. The patient that the doctors agreed that wasn't going to make it suddenly revives and completely recovers or a person who was pronounced dead 20 minutes ago miraculously returns to life. So to create a miracle, you have to not only think outside the box, but create outside the box. What are you doing whenever you create outside the box? First of all, you need to stretch your imagination and imagine something beyond what you or others normally imagine. You can't create anything without first imagining it. So creating anything outside the box requires you to imagine something new or different than what you or others have imagined before. History is replete with dedicated and courageous innovators and pioneers in every arena of human endeavor who imagined accomplishing something others imagined was not possible, and they succeeded. Once one person does it, it opens up the world for others to do it as well until it becomes, well, commonplace. Most of what we take for granted today was at one time thought to be impossible. Human flight, going to the moon, running the mile in under four minutes, life and death, psychic healing, space travel, and even the possibility of returning from death. Everything we do and everything we experience begins with our imagination. Everything we say, we imagine in our mind before we turn it into speech. What we think of as thinking is in our imagination as well. When you imagine you are creating in your mind, you can then imagine into manifestation, whatever you like, in the world, or you can imagine deleting what you imagined out of your mind. In other words, even if it comes up in your imagination, you don't have to create it. You can let it go. You can imagine that what you imagined you can turn into reality or you can imagine that what you imagined is absolutely impossible to accomplish. Yep, you can imagine something that you are planning on doing to be a hard thing to do or you can imagine it to be easy to do. Like everything else, creating outside the box begins with your imagination What you've done every day for years normally will not require you to create out-of-the-box of of tried-and-true routines, providing that it still works for you. But what are you to do when something happens completely by surprise and you have no prior experience or knowledge on what to do in response to it? Of course, Michael's first heart attack and near-death experience were completely unexpected events. We talk about these a lot because it was really... It taught us, both of us, a lot. But what we had to also deal with was two years of medical bills steadily coming in that our insurance didn't cover. That wiped out any savings we had up to that point. Not only was I the one that managed our finances, Michael had his hands full to just teach and fulfill all his obligations as he recovered and healed I had never been in that position before and had no idea what I could do to get us through this dilemma. So I had to think and create out-of-the-box of known solutions, and I want to talk a little bit about that uh, in a minute here. What was I to imagine? First, I knew that not coming up with a viable solution was not an option for me. There had to be a good solution to the whole thing. Yes, everything is imagined first. So rather than imagining that I had no solution or that I couldn't make it all work, I imagined that there definitely was a solution. Of course, if at that moment you asked me what the solution was, I wouldn't have been able to tell you. I just knew that there was a solution that all of this would work out. I'm sure you've all had those times when you couldn't explain what the answer was but you have the certainty that there was an answer. That certainty comes from you intuitively knowing and having certainty in your spirit self within. And that certainty in knowing sets you on your course to fulfillment, to the solution or goal that you need to get to, even though you may have no clue as to how you are going to get there. That's the all-important beginning to any problem-solving or creative process. You have to have certainty that there is an answer to your question, a solution to your problem at hand, a fulfillment to create to create a vision. After that, I imagined that which has all the answers, where the Spirit of God, the oneness, the Holy Spirit, however you want to think of it, would have this answer as well. So what did I do? Well, first off, I want to give a tiny bit of background, and that is before Michael's big first medical emergency, um, I have a sister in the medical industry, and in the 1990s, she once said to me, the way the medical industry is going, every single family in America is one medical emergency away from bankruptcy. So, of course, when I heard that, the first thing I thought was, well, we better get medical insurance, which we didn't have at the time. So that was part of beginning the action of taking care of this. So we got medical insurance. But it isn't until you have your first medical emergency that you find out how much it still costs you. And at the time, we actually had quite a bit of money saved up um, and we had been working twenty very, very intensely for the first couple for the two years ahead of that. So, as the uh, Michael healed, the first of the bills trickled in, but they trickled in one or two or three or four or five a month for about two years. It was unbelievable how many bills you know when someone comes in, there's ambulance bills and there's Every doctor that, you know, signed a piece of paper in the course of um, passing in from one doctor to another, it was sort of amazing. And it was a lot of medical bills. And even with the insurance, what my sister had said to me turned out to be true. You know, you could go bankrupt and it's really good to take care of even if you don't want to pay for medical insurance to have it because it was very helpful. But meanwhile, the money was draining out of our bank accounts, and I saw that, you know, there were going to be a lot more bills coming. So what I decided to do is I decided not to freak out about this, um, even though I'm one for uh, promising myself as a young girl that I would never go into bankruptcy in my life, and I never have. Um, that, would, that was kind of my picture of what's the worst thing that could happen is go into bankruptcy. Because I worked very hard for good credit and everything. So I sat down one day and meditated. And I meditated uh, with my focus on this particular subject is okay, we have this, this uh, issue <laughs> coming up and it was trickling in. You know, it was like a, a slow burn, if you will. And uh, then when I was in a good enough space, you know, we've talked about me- the type of meditation we practice. Which is the grounding and running energy, and really working with the body uh, so that you can gain more and more of your awareness. And finally, when I was in a great space, I moved to prayer. And at the time, I've oh, and even now, I feel very comfortable praying to the Holy Spirit, which is the aspect of God that's in our universe with us. And I said, Please show me. What's going to happen, or what, how to handle this? And all I got was don't worry about it. Just continue on with your work and so on. Because he had his recovery time and he was able to come back to work. Um, but he did have uh, several years of recovery after that. His first heart incident was the most difficult one, even though his third one was his most intense one, physically speaking. So, I decided not, with that directive, I decided not to worry about it. And I just continued my work and continued with Michael what we did. Tried to keep him from working too hard because he did just have a heart attack. And what was interesting is uh, at that time, you know, Facebook and all that stuff was really just kind of starting. And um, the only announcement I had made was, you know, we were going to be hesitating our work for a while. And I put it out in emails mostly. And uh, why the reason was, and that was it. I, there, was, there were no GoFundMe and all that kind of stuff. And I wouldn't have thought of that anyway, because I don't like necessarily taking free money if I can earn it myself. So I just put it out there, Michael's recovering. You know, we're still doing our work. Um, please join us and all that kind of stuff. And um, I let it go. And I didn't let it, uh, worrying about it, drive me. And what happened was, is about six months, within the next six months, for some reason, people felt inspired to send us money. And it came in checks of $5 and $100 and $200 and $50. And way two years later, uh, at the very end, someone sent us $2,000 to help us with our bills, even though it was two years later. Um, which I was very amazed and grateful for, and I sent thank you cards out for each little bit of money that was sent to us. And one day I decided to take a look at, you know, I had made a list of all the uh, names and money people sent, and I had all the bills on one column and the next column, and I decided to see, well, how much money did uh, did that cover our bills? You know, how much did that cover our bills? So I added up what people sent us, and I added up all the bills. It was like two years after that. And believe it or not, it came up to zero. (laughs) The money that got sent to us covered all of that, of our expenses, over and above our insurance, which was, I have to say, a hefty amount of money. So first thing I want to say about that, if any of you that are listening are ones that sent us money then, thank you. You guys saved us. And you were, you heard the call of the Holy Spirit because I had put my prayer out to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit did his work. Now, I'm not saying this is going to ha- work for everyone this way because many people have lessons about money that are different than mine. But my lesson was about putting faith in my intuition and what I knew was correct on how to handle the situation, and for that I am very grateful, and we were able to continue the spiritual work we were doing.
2: Well, that's one great example of uh, creating outside the box. Naturally, Raphael was not the first or the only person to ever have prayed for some sort of help. Yet, so many people pray in desperation or panic or as a last-ditch effort when nothing else worked. She prayed as a start to her creative process, right? Right from the very beginning. After she meditated and found her own space to be and, and found that peace within herself, then, yeah, it's praying as a very creative, active level of uh spiritual creativity and and so you need to prepare yourself to to be able to pray right you can't just jump into you know like when you're running around like a chicken with the head cut off you can't be jumping into prayer to create something randomly uh that you don't even know what you're doing oh no Raphael started with a meditation to find her own space to just be at peace. And then, ah, then she prayed for help. Raphael imagined with certainty that she would receive the correct answer or solution as to what she needed to get us out of the situation safely and successfully. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't with doubts and all that. She had certainty. Now, she doesn't know what the correct solution or answer was, but she knew she was going to get it. She also had her certainty that the solution was not a traditional taking out a loan or borrowing money from everybody type of solution. More importantly, she wasn't being a helpless person desperately begging or demanding help from a higher power. You know, she's not dumping her problem, saying, "Hey, higher power!" <laughs> I got a problem. You solve it." <laughs> uh, she was simply praying for a solution to this particular problem, and if the solution that was revealed to her was one in which she had to she had to um, personally go do, you know, A, B, and C, she was willing, totally willing to do that. She was definitely not praying to get herself out of having to do the work herself. Yet the miracle solution that unfolded over time turned out that money just kept showing up through the loving kindness and generosity of friends, family, students, colleagues, and even strangers. Another important aspect of having the miracle from creating outside the box is exemplified by what Raphael took care of after it happened. She made and kept the list of all the financial gifts that we received and sent our cards of appreciation and gratitude to every person who contributed, regardless of the amount. Communication is key to every creative process, as is appreciation and gratitude. Why? Because... We are all one, undivided, eternal spirit. Communication, appreciation, and gratitude all validate that truth. No one creates as a separate, isolated body person. All creation comes from the whole of spirit that we all are. That unity we experience as unconditional love is the source of all creativity and life.
1: Uh, it's just about time for our first break. But before we go, a little reminder for you to call our office. If you'd like to join us for your path to freedom, your psychic development, and following your inner spirit guidance, our special four teleclass weekend event coming up Saturday, February 26th and Sunday, February 27th. That's in just a few weeks. <laughs> Included with this remote weekend event will also be our popular bonus Zoom, Q&A, and social following the last teleclass on Sunday for everyone who attends one or more of the teleclasses over the weekend, and there is also a discount if you buy all four teleclasses. Saturday's teleclasses will be, these are the titles, the morning class is Knock Knock, Who's There? Your Psychic Abilities and Getting to Know Spirit. The second class is Fear Not, Being Senior in Relationship to Other Beings. The Sunday morning class is Your Angels and Spirit Guides, Communicating Spirit to Spirit for Inner Guidance. And the afternoon class is Staying on Track to Your Freedom, Follow Your Inner Spirit Guidance, Not Your Ego. For all the details or to sign up, go to our website, michaeltamora.com or call our office and speak with our fabulous assistant, Noelle at 530-926-2650 weekdays during business hours, specific time we'll return with miracles creating outside the box we'll be right back One of the best books I've ever read.
0: Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living
2: the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at com, and be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter
1: it's your world motivate change succeed voiceamericaempowerment.com
0: you are listening to Living the Miracle Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you Reach the show today by calling 1 346 9141. Again, that's 1 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now, back to living the miracle.
1: Welcome back, everyone. If you're just joining us now, we've been exploring how creating outside the box can bring about more miracles. We will continue with that.
2: Yeah, before the break, I was mentioning that communication, appreciation, gratitude, all play major parts in this creative process, especially creating outside the box. Because, oh, creating outside the box and creating miracles comes from spirit. Ah. So how do, you, how do you create on that spiritual level is you have to have communication. Spirit is one, undivided, limitless. We're all spirit. We're all incarnated and expressing our creativity in different ways through the venues of different bodies. But underneath it all, as spirit, we're all the same spirit. So, here in this world of time and space and bodies, separate bodies, we got what is eight, eight, almost 8 billion bodies <laughs> running around on this planet. <laughs> notched
1: up from the last few years from seven and a half years. Yeah, 30. I know.
2: <laughs> it keeps on going up. So, there's more and more bodies on this, on this planet, <clears throat> but still one spirit. How do we, how do we validate that? the oneness of spirit, other than through communicating from one body to the other. But it's not body-to-body communication. It's spirit-to-spirit communication within each body. Within my body, I'm aware I'm that spirit. And as I say hello to you, oh, I'm not saying hello to your body from my body. No, I'm saying hello to you from the spirit that I am within this body to the spirit that each of you are within your seemingly individual bodies. And as we communicate spirit to spirit this way, ah, we recognize, oh yeah, I'm spirit, you're spirit. There's one spirit. This is a huge, huge part of creating outside the box, creating the miracle. When, when, all else that we know intellectually, physically, oh, this is what we normally do when these things happen. Okay. But say that those things normally work, but sometimes they don't. And if you noticed in the world today, in recent times, less and less of the no, tried and you know, true uh, ways of doing things, they're not working anymore. Did you ever notice that? (laughs) And, of course, that frightens a lot of people because what do you do? That's how I knew how to do things, and and now it's not working. Well, it's time to come up with a new way. It's time to create outside the box. So that's what I was starting to talk about, and creating outside the box involves not only the communication but appreciating the value of what we are given. Right. We Raphael gave an incredible example of asking for (coughs) something and and it was a gift that kept on giving. Right. We have to appreciate the value of that and what we also created in being able to receive that. The instruction and truth seek And it shall be given to you means that you need to create in your seeking what you are seeking. As you are seeking it. Right? You need to create in your seeking what you're seeking. And as you do so in spirit, it'll always be given to you in the world. The creating part is instant in timelessness. The manifesting part in the world where you are the recipient can unfold to fruition over time. That is where time, patience, and perseverance become important. You can't just give up and that what you asked for didn't happen instantly in the world. It's like the overnight success that took 20 years to finally come about. On TV, it looks like the Olympic gold medal winner got there in a matter of few seconds or minutes of doing what they do extremely well. Obviously, we all know the incredible amount of dedication, unrelated commitment, and simple day-to-day hard work for years that it took for the athlete to turn their imagination, their dream, to manifest in this world at last. They each had to create outside the box of what most people believe was doable. What's the difference between an unlikely person winning a gold medal in the Olympics and a person who was given a death sentence of a terminal illness diagnosis, healing him or herself completely? Both had to create outside the box and create the miracle. Those examples may be much rarer in the world at this time. Yet, other miracles happen daily to those who would consider themselves rather ordinary people. Whenever you create anything in your life that happens in a totally unexpected way, or something happens that you didn't think even possible, you've somehow created a miracle. Remember, that always starts with you asking the limitless in some way, which is you creating an image of what it is you're asking for. That image is most often not of any identifiable object, but most often of an answer or solution to a problem that you don't have a ready answer for. But if you ask, like Raphael did in her story, for a solution, Over time, you discover what that solution is and what that solution looks like. If you imagine that just because you don't know the solution yet, you can't ask for a solution, then you remain a hostage to the box of just what you intellectually know. You don't open the door to the new, to your deeper creative power. Once you unleash your imagination and have certainty that you can imagine anything, There's no limit to your creativity. I have an everyday kind of example of creating outside the box of what you already think you know or understand. When I was a teenager, I suddenly had an intuitive knowing that I had to get up out of the diner booth I was sitting at with a couple of my junior high school friends to go say hello to a girl sitting by herself at the soda counter. It wasn't because I was attracted to her or that I was interested in her in that kind of way. I just suddenly knew that I was to go talk to her. Did I know what I was gonna talk to her about? Absolutely not. But I got up, walked over and said hello. It turned out that she was a newly transferred student in my school and she really didn't know anyone in her school or neighborhood after talking with her for only a few minutes she cheered up noticeably and we went our separate ways what i don't think i've ever i ever saw her again what that experience taught me was that whenever i followed my intuitive knowing even if i had no clue why i had to do it or how i was to do it or even exactly what i was to do if I just took the initiative to take my first step in that direction, I would continue to know what to do next. Over the many decades of living since that moment, I continue to do that. I've spoken to countless number of strangers in public places without knowing what to say. Once I said hello, I would imagine what else I can say. The communication gets under way almost immediately, without any effort. I've been told that those communications often help the stranger I said hello to. But I know for myself that it always helped me learn and grow. When we try to create staying within the boundaries of whatever box we've been living in, We stay within it. (laughs) Yet when we decide and imagine that we can create outside the box of convention and intellectual knowledge, we're given the miracle of discovery of the new. We find new answers and new solutions and new ways of being and doing. We invariably expand our horizons of creativity and creative power to live a fuller and richer life. Always remind yourself that if you ever get caught in a situation where you have no clue what to do, what to say, how to be, or whatever, first be yourself as you are. Trust yourself as you are. Be adventurous and willing to discover something new. Stretch your imagining muscles and see what you can imagine that you haven't tried before. What if you imagine up something as impossible? Hmm. What if you imagine that you can always find a great and fulfilling solution, no matter what the problem might be? rather than feeling like you should already know what to do before you do it, ask what to do to find out from within your own intuitive knowing what you are to do next. Try it out. It just might work. Enjoy it. And that's essential to creating the miracle outside the
1: box. And there are so many miracles that we create all the time and it's always always in conjunction with with that part of god that's here with us. You know, it's not just us creating the miracle, it's us finding that god within. So, I have some fun comparative stories about creating outside the box. <clears throat> one is a real simple one. I've used I brought this up before, but I think it's a good example for right now. And that is, a long time ago, Michael gave me a lovely pair of earrings that I really liked, and I lost one of them. And one of the things about when you lose an object, sometimes there's a lesson to learn from losing objects. And sometimes that object actually goes up on the astral, and it it isn't a case of being misplaced. It just goes up somewhere. But in this case, somehow I just lost it. And what I did was a similar thing, not as deeply and for as many days, but I asked spirit to help me find it if that was meant to be. Now, you know, the other thing is being willing to, if you really want something and it, it might not happen. And also being willing to have that if that's what we get handed and not be upset about it. Because, um, if you're really clinging on to something, I really, really, really want this. And I resist not to have, you know, not, not, uh, not getting it then that's going to be a problem. So being willing to let go of whatever it is you've lost, for instance. And that takes your hold off of it so that the energy can flow right for you to get it back. So I lost this earring, <clears throat> and I had put it out to spirit. And the one thing I've learned is to pay attention. Pay attention when uh, when you have a request out there, because it's going to come in some form that's unexpected, so at the time I lost this earring, we had um, puppy Iiko, our Akita dog. She was just a puppy, and I was having to get up through the night to take her outside to go to the bathroom because she was still being potty trained. And she got me up in the middle of the night one night and asked to go out, and it was pouring rain. So I threw on my robe and got my umbrella and went out there, and as soon as she got out there, she didn't do what she said she was going to do. She, she came over with the frisbee and said, I wanted to play. It's 2 in the morning. It's pouring rain. Now, had I gotten really upset with her, the rest of the story, I couldn't tell. So what happened was is I started throwing the frisbee around. I went, okay, you want to play? You don't have to go to the bathroom. So I throw, started throwing it around in our small yard, and I did a really bad throw. We had this small pool in the backyard, and it went over the pool to the back of the pool where there's a little uh, thing of rocks, you know, between the back fence and our pool. And the uh, Ico goes around to get it, but she doesn't pick up the Frisbee. Instead, she's smelling something and she's looking at me and beckoning me over. And so I went, okay, now go over with my umbrella. And there on the rocks was my, earring that I had lost. And I think probably it fell off when I had taken the, you know, the little thing out, the, uh, what do you call that? You know, that you scoop the pool out with the uh, skimmer. The skimmer. <laughs> yeah. I, I went back there one time to do the skimmer with the pool and it must have fallen out then. Well, she found my earring and it was tucked down between the rocks. So I don't even know how she saw it in the rain, but that was a, a smaller miracle. And it was just paying attention. If I would have said, come on, I go, it's time to go in, it's pouring rain. You know, I wouldn't have found it. So in a sense, that's the beginning of, you know, creating outside the box is paying attention to once you have that request out, you know, Mm -hmm. like what the Holy Spirit told me, everything is going to be all right and trusting it. And that's really, really important. And I do have a comparative story to go with that, which I'm going to tell you after the break. Uh, Meanwhile, we're coming up to our second break. So please mark down Saturday, March 5th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time for the first teleclass of our brand new set of teleclasses in our ongoing popular series. You might be more psychic than you think. In this new set, you'll be learning how to do psychic energy work for creating for creatively expressing who you are in the world. The first of the teleclasses will be You Are a Creative Being, Energy Work for Making Space for Your Creativity. For all the details and to sign up, go to our March Events Calendar section at com, and that is spelled M I C H A E L T A M as in Mary, U R A.com or call our office and speak with our fabulous assistant, Noelle. Hey, Noelle, thank you for everything you do for us at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday. In a bit, we'll return to continue with Miracles Creating Outside of the Box. We'll be right back.
0: Listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling one 346 9141 Again, that's one 346 9141 You may also send an email to Living the Miracle Radio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle.
1: Wonderful to have you back. We've been exploring how you can have more miracles in your life by learning to create outside the box of past experiences and routines. Once you get into practice of stretching your imagination muscles, even the sky won't limit you. So let's continue. Well, one of the things about creating outside the box is, and even you know, having miracles in your life is you cannot be afraid of miracles and you can't be impatient about them either. (laughs) So I told you this story that I've told a number of times on this show about finding my lost earring via a rainy night um, outside with a puppy. And we had a a similar incident happen in that same backyard. There must have been kind of a vortex Hmm. in that house we lived, we owned for four years But we had an experience with um, Michael losing his wedding ring very shortly after we got married. (laughs)
2: Like (laughs) the first day of our honeymoon. Yes, exactly.
1: (laughs) He lost it and got it back, and then lost it again when he was uh, with his sons. We well, we were all together when they were small. And uh, he lost it in the sands of Huntington Beach, which is in Southern California near L.A. Miles
2: and miles and miles oh, of Oh, just
1: a huge <laughs> beach. And it was pretty much hopelessly lost. So um, his younger son, went, we had gone shopping after this happened, and he bought Michael a little uh, placeholder ring. Mm. And it was, what was that made of? Hematite. Hematite. It was really cute. It was uh, this black shiny thing that he had on his finger for quite a while. And... Um, There came a day there's this is a really big, long story, but I'm just going to shorten it here. There came a day when the boys were swimming in that same small pool that I talked about in the earlier story. And Michael was playing with them and he jumped up and he uh, he had the ring at that time and he jumped up and it pulled off of his finger into the water. Well, in most pools, there's not a drain at the bottom. You know that's a myth. <laughs> most pools don't have drains at the bottom. So the the kids were learning to do underwater swimming. So he had them go down there. He couldn't. They couldn't find the ring. And so everybody got out of the pool and they started looking in the yards because maybe when he brought his hands up, it it actually fl- got flung out into the grass. And three times during the search, one of the kids would see it would lean over, and we all saw it, lean over to pick it up, and it would disappear again. And this happened three times. Well, twice for,
2: let's see, twice for them. And then. And then the third time. mm Mm-hmm. It appeared.
1: Yes. and it It appeared. uh, We had one of those um, standalone hammocks in the backyard, and it was up against the pipe of the bottom, you know, the the support part of the hammock. It was in the weirdest place, and it was on the opposite side of the pool. So we would have heard it go clink, clink, or something like that, but we didn't. And it finally got found. I think that was the last time it got lost, but it got lost three times.
2: And then it got found each time, and... Like the second time it got lost when you guys got me the hematite ring, Uh, it was not found again for what six months? Something like that. Yeah, and it came out of a closet we never, back of a closet we never use. It is stuff that we just, neither of us have been in there for, you know, a year.
1: So uh, it may have something to do with us getting married on an eclipse weekend. <laughs> solar, <laughs> full solar full solar eclipse. Full solar eclipse weekend in <clears throat> 1991. But um it was in a way it was kind of magical but also it was a, a you know a symbol of our marriage and everything. And of course now we've been married for 30 years going on 31 years together 34 going on 35 neither of us wear our rings they we just keep them as a symbol of our our love but
2: um <laughs> on the dresser top dresser top cuz
1: we use our hands too much mm-hmm. but you know it's funny about symbols you know we get attached to them and then we we get not attached and what I, the way i think about it is i know i'm married to him so i don't have to worry about that is sometimes when i go out and people think i'm not married that can be a problem but anyway, the the whole idea of creating outside the box, we're talking about finding lost objects, but there are so many different ways. Uh, you can think outside and create outside the box about anything. You know, you're dissatisfied with your job, but you feel stuck there because if... If you even take time off to look for another job, your boss might get suspicious or, you know, it could you could lose your job and then you wouldn't have a job at all and things like that. And when you start to have that mindset of, um, you know, knowing that when you feel it's time, for instance, to quit a job, that you're getting the nudge. Hey, it's time to start move to on. move on and, and get creating. Yep. You know, anything that comes up in your life, the solution is how can I create my way through this or how can I create something that's better than this? And we were mentioning earlier in the show,
2: the element of enjoyment, yes. having fun <laughs> and to a lot of people, that's that's a difficult challenge because, well, when do you really need a miracle is when when you're in you know, dire straits. Deep <laughs> doo-doo. Yeah, and, and it's just, you know, things are not working. And you're either angry or depressed or, or anxious or in a panic, whatever it is, desperate. Well, none of those emotional states are conducive for miracles. But joy is, enjoyment is, having fun is. Trust is. Yeah. And so, so yes, the trust factor is very important, but also the energy level at which you trust. That's the the enjoyment part is if you're having fun. Well, the question then is, okay, when you're in the dumps because things are not working, you know, your relationship's not working, your financial state is a a mess, (laughs) whatever it is, some is, something needs to happen. Ah, oh, yes, what something needs to happen means you need to create something new. The old is no longer, you know, uh, adequate. Or the old no longer works at all. That's when we need to move on. To move on means create the new. And to create the new, you have to be in the present. You can't be stuck in the past of, oh, you know, woe is me, uh, I lost this most important whatever, or I lost my job, or I lost my relationship, or I lost whatever. And being hung up on that, you're not going to be able to create something new. Moving forward means you got to first create the new. People often think, okay, I'm, I'm going to move forward. And they don't create anything. So without creating something new there's no movement forward. Ah. And what's the very first step of all levels of creativity is imagination. It's as simple as that. It's like it's what every little child knows how to do and has the freedom to do without that many limitations. Unfortunately, as we grow up to be adults and everything, we Been through the mill, and ah, we start putting on. We start imagining so many limitations. If you look at a little child, they only imagine some limitations, but not a whole lot. It's only when they start to get into trouble, they get go go through pain and suffering and all that, and so I'm not going to imagine that anymore. I'm not going to, you know, I can't imagine this. I can't imagine that. I and pretty soon the the imagination muscles. Atrophy, mm-hmm. <laughs> or they get flabby,
1: right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, you know, don't pump yourself up with steroids to, to pump plump up your uh, imagination muscles. But you gotta you gotta give yourself the freedom back of imagining. Oh, you still have the hundred percent ability to imagine. You just need to own the freedom to imagine and, and not imagine all kinds of limits. Oh, I, I don't know what to do, I can't do anything. That's imagining limits. So when you find yourself kind of in the dumps and <laughs> oh, nothing's working. Hey, when you're in the dumps and nothing's working, what are you imagining? You're imagining nothing working. And, and as you progress from nothing working, you start to notice more things are not working. <laughs> and then you go, God, this is really terrible. Uh, that's all judgment, imagination, right? You judge this is terrible. And you keep on judging it as terrible. It's you start to perpetuate more of that terrible energy and the terrible experience and the suffering and the pain. Ah, we do that, don't we? when we're, especially when we're in trouble. And so, whatever it is, whatever the trouble is, imagine, oh, do I wanna stay in in this problem? No, I wanna imagine, I'm imagining something new that has nothing to do with this problem. I'm imagining a new life, a new state of being, state of mind, new energy. So the first thing is imagining, you know, I, could, I, I can imagine enjoying this. No, I can't. Yes, I can. <laughs> you know, that's the voice that comes in, doesn't it? I, I could imagine I'm happy. No, you're not. That's just, you're just making it up. Well, what's the imagination? You're making it up. You're imagining something out of nothing. Whereas before there was no joy and enjoyment. Can you imagine being at least having a little smile on your face. Can you imagine at least a little bit of amusement? Can you imagine that, you know, you can enjoy wherever you're at. And and as all the, no, 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 I can't do that. No, this this really sucks. You know, it's all bad. Oh, yeah. Remind yourself, you're imagining all that your imagination is perfectly fine. It's just what you're imagining that's keeping you down. So the first step to creating outside the box is imagining a new energy. Because at first you might not know what to imagine. Well, I don't know what I want. I don't know where, where I need to go. So, so then imagine the energy of enjoyment. Okay. Oh, can I imagine that I actually could enjoy? Yeah, I, I can sort of imagine I could enjoy even if I'm in pain or even if things are not going my way. Yeah. So you start to imagine the energy of enjoying, of little humor, little amusement, little happiness. Imagining There's a solution.
1: Absolutely. And a lot of times imagining that solution comes along with forgiving the situation that you're in in the first place. You know, like being audited by the IRS. That's not fun for any of us, and most of us have gone through that. Um, And I would call that a slow burn because it usually takes time. But sometimes it just takes letting go of how mad you are at the situation and and just go to that creative place. So have fun with that. We're at the end of our show for today, if you can believe it. Thank you for tuning in. We're always happy that you can join us and hope that our show helps you expand your awareness and deepen your understanding. Be sure to join us again next Wednesday for our episode, Your Choice, Repeat History or Create a Miracle. If you've been seeking to get yourself out of a rut or set out on a new adventure, you'll find more creative and fun ways to do so. Remember, too, to call our office to sign up now for our uh, teleclass series, Your Path to Freedom, Your Psychic Development, and Following Your Inner Spirit Guidance, our teleclass weekend event happening Saturday and Sunday, February 26th and 27th. The four powerful teleclasses and a bonus Zoom Q&A social will help you become more aware of your inner Guidance from spirit, have better relationships with spirit, discern the truth from the lies for yourself and communicate more with your spirit guides. For all the details, check our website events calendar for February or call our office at 530-926-2650. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll see you next week.